How are you? Good, you? I don't even know where to look. Yes, I think we, we should be able to enlarge it, and then you should be able to split screen it. Okay. Here. Here we go. It's so odd to see yourself on video. I don't have a fancy What's that? I don't, see, I don't have a fancy background. Like My yeah. background is not as fancy as... I know, that's why I did it. So we could have some... Uh, these are some of our boldisms back here. Uh, we, we live by cool. sort of a mantra of uh, life by design. Anyway, hey, so thank you so much for being here with me, Monique. I'm excited to get to know you. Well, also, can you, can you hear me okay? I hear you very well. Do you hear me? Perfect. I sure do. Okay, great. All right, all right. Well, welcome to the uh, fifth. It's the fifth, right? Fifth episode of How to Fail Forward. Have you have, had a chance to listen to any of the content at all? A little bit at the beginning when I, when I first got in touch with you. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, so I know you're very uh, in, in very high demand, so your time is valuable. Thank you again. Uh, the, the, whole, the whole idea here is, uh, so I have a, a background that took me through a lot of ups and downs, and everybody has their, their ups and downs. And, and I feel like I maybe had a, a disproportionate am amount of them and still... Though I'm at a three in my 10 world, right? I'm still not where I want to be. Uh, I, I've come a long way and I have a passion in, in connecting people out there who have uh, these, what we call drunk monkeys on their shoulders, telling them that they can't for right. whatever reason. I know what you mean. Right. And so uh, I'm a big follower of Gary Vee. And so I believe, yeah, oh my gosh. So yeah, I believe there's a lot of those folks watching and listening to him who would benefit from making connections with real people. Not that Gary's not real, right? So he's sort of like, oh. Uh. <laughs> well, I don't know if you followed his journey, but he is, I, I consider him a real person. Oh. He's oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and so my journey, you know, I started listening to what he was telling me, which was reach out to others and offer value. Uh, okay. th those that you want to communicate with. Now, so we've had a few guests so far. And what we've done is really talk about their uh, grandparents, their parents, their circumstances, the things that sort of shaped who they are today, uh, as well as their embarrassments and failures, their hardships, you know, whether it was middle school dance on Friday when their boyfriend cheated on, like you, whatever it is. And I realized I didn't have a, a lady's perspective yet on our show. And uh, I really love what I'm seeing you doing in Montreal so I'd like first for you to share a little bit about you because you're, you know, not a lot of people, not a lot of my folks in my sphere know who you are yet. Uh, and so, yeah, you're in real estate, you're in Montreal, you're killing it. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Ready, set, go. Honestly, thank you so much for having me. It's really exciting to be here. I rushed, I changed my schedule to do this. Um, what's my story? I don't. I don't know if I have a story. Everybody has a story. I'm still trying to discover what my story is, although a lot of things have shaped me to be who I am today. Well, sure. Um, let's, let's start with you're, you're in real estate, right? Yeah, I did never. I didn't start in real estate. Right, right um, now, you're, you're in real estate in Montreal. and Montreal real estate agent. I right. work mainly in luxury, but I never say no to the $200,000 condo. Everybody, whether you're selling a $200,000 property or a million dollar property, you're still as important to me. Um, and I think people understand that and that's why I keep getting referrals. Uh, I guess that counts for 90% of my business. Oh, wow. Wow. How long have you been in yeah. real estate? Since 2005, however, uh, really full force in 2011. So I didn't really, I was just coasting by, I had another job and then in 2011, something shifted in my brain. Okay. I dropped everything and I focused only on real estate okay. and then I won awards consistently since then still. So. Right. And have you been with the same company? No. Okay. No, I started, um, I didn't, honestly, I started real estate. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know that I needed a network. I thought people would be just feed me uh, properties to sell. <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. I just did it because I was bored and I was tired of the nine to five. Now I work from, you know how they say, it's so cliche, but from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, you're constantly working, but it's sure. your business. Sure. Um, so in 2011, something shifted. I had been with another with an agency originally that was great. Then I switched to another one because I liked the location better. Then I switched to a third one because it, it was a, an agency that had a lot of hype. 
Okay. And uh, finally, I'm in this new agency, which started, I guess, about three years ago in in Montreal. Okay. And, and uh, they're huge all over the world. So I said, you know what, this is the one I want to be in, and I didn't look back. So I'm happy where I am okay. now. Okay. And that's what you're doing now. 90% of your business, you're saying, comes from referrals and repeat business. Yeah. Wow. So I'm yeah. a real I'm a realtor, and we can that I try to keep I intend to keep my business separate from this podcast, so as not to seem to have an ulterior motive uh, for the most part, though we're a lead generating team. So we, do you lead gen? I try to lead generation. Sure. Um, like in, are you making phone calls? I mean, with that oh, much yeah. referral, people, are you? Okay. I used to do phone calls. It used to work, but honestly, I need my wine bottle next to me because I don't <laughs> like phone calls. So I, I, I would call other real estate agents. We would come with our wine glasses and the wine bottle just to like chill a little bit yeah. and get calm on the phone. And it actually really helps. But I'm not, I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm not drinking and getting drunk. It's not about that. It was more, like, you know, right. comfort zone factor. Okay. Um, I'm okay on the phones. I don't have time to be on the phones. Sure. Um, so I started doing the lead generation through um, websites. Uh, what do you call that thing that was so popular a few years ago? You know, when you have that page and I forgot what it's called. But I started doing that. It doesn't really work. Uh, what really, really, really works is your network. So I belong to a whole bunch of networking groups. I belong to the Chamber of Commerce. I've developed relationships. Um, but most importantly, um, I, I work for my clients. I don't work for myself. And they know that. So when they're happy, they refer me. Sure. Yeah. sure. And of course, I have a blog. I have, Do you? I have an Instagram page. I have LinkedIn. I have Twitter. And all of that helps. I, the blog is my secret. Now it's out, but the blog really, really helps. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm really interested. So that sort of sets the stage for some folks that are listening or watching to, to know who it is I'm talking with here. Right. And uh, so I, what I'd like to do is kind of take it back, take it way back. Right. right. So where is your family from your grandparents? Where are they? Where's everybody from? We are from, how can I explain as well? You know what's funny? I just ordered the, uh, the DNA testing. The, 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 yep. <laughs> did it too. And we're 40% apparently Italian, which I'm not Italian, but um, the orig origins are mostly in, um, in North Africa. So border of Spain and Morocco. Okay. Um, but also tons of family in France and Paris. I'm really French. Um, it's funny mm. to believe that. But I'm born in Montreal. Okay. My grandfather was a tailor to like the king of, yeah. Really? Tell me and, more. And uh, my sister, funny, inherited his jeans and she makes like ballroom dancer dresses for like stars and stuff like that. So that's really yeah. cool. Am I going to so find any of those? Can I find any of those clothes on your Instagram with your, no. your uh, sister and you in photos together or anything? Uh, my sister's on my Instagram for sure. Okay. So probably too, you'll have to scroll down. She doesn't like to be in, on Instagram so much. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. So grand granddad, uh, grandpa made suits. Okay. Yeah. And your, your parents, they were born here. I'm sorry. In Montreal. No, they're all from like overseas, really? uh, French culture, uh, culture okay. française. Okay. Um, we, I'm born here in Montreal, but uh, grew up in French, um, but I had a nanny when I was a baby, so she was okay. Anglo completely, like from Scotland, and right. so she taught me how to read when I was like two or three years old. So English and French, I'm fluently bilingual, um, right. and else, yeah, over here, definitely. All right. Yeah. So you know, I'm I'm looking at some of your stuff, and it looks like you're pretty independently motivated, and have been for a little while. Uh, I'm curious to go back in, again to a time, whether it was school, um, a moment when you realized that you had the drive or wanted to do something different or on your own. Um, I'm looking for some, some formidable moment that maybe, you know, listen, because people, people only really remember uh, the way that you made them feel. Right. right. And so um, if I dig deep enough, with right. myself, there's something in the past that somebody did or said to me. Um, and although it was a hard thing at the time, it was something that was probably great for me because it, it sat inside of me and drove me. Um, is there anything like that? It sounds, I seems, it looks like you have something. I have multiple things like through different periods of my life. I don't know if you know, but I'm married and I have two kids. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, they're teenagers. Um, but before that, um, so let's go back to like university, even high school. I had no clue what I wanted to do. I have a bachelor's degree in commerce. I have a major in marketing, um, but I worked in finance. Okay. And then I worked in marketing research. And I remember when I was like 20 going out, I think I was one of the only ones with a car. I had a Honda Civic. It was a brand new car, but when the guy came to bring me back my car, he goes to me, you know, I would have expected you to drive a better car. And I never in my head, you know, like, who said that, first of all? Second of all, why are you judging me based on what I'm driving? But then I was like, hmm, should I be driving a better car? Do I need a better job? What's going on, right? I didn't know what my path was. So that was number one. It stuck in my head. Um, years later, like, as a girl, because I know you asked me, like, is it different from men and women? We're taught the fairy tales from the time that we're born. Cinderella, she grows up, she marries the prince, the prince takes care of her. Ugh, it's such, so dumb. Today, it's not about that, and I don't want any girl to believe that. We have to be educated on our own. We have to go out and get our business on our own, but the doors are constantly shut. I remember starting in real estate, and a guy that I know said, oh, you would never make it in commercial real estate. It's a man's world. I was like, what did you just say? Like, you're my age. How dare you say that? So that was another thing. And then when I joined another agency, um, you see quickly how women don't want other women to, to be as successful as them. They want to be the one. They want to be the one. Now, there's enough business in the world for everybody. There is. So when I saw that, I was supremely disappointed. And I knew that everything has to be just me. And I woke up one day. I'm going to tell you how old I was. I woke up one day and I was just super unhappy because I was raising my kids with my husband, but you're the wife, right? So you're doing everything. Sure. And I lost track of who I was. I lost track of what I wanted. And I was just coasting. And at that moment, I said, that's it. Everything changes. And that was in 2011. Okay. And I switched gears. And I and everybody was like, no, you're not going to succeed. Don't go for it. You're going to fail. You're going to fail. Oh, my God. And it's the complete opposite that happened because I just did what I wanted to do. And I didn't listen to the other all right it sounds a lot like uh sorry i dropped my book sounds a lot like what we hear from gary right like he's more concerned about his own opinion of himself than anybody else's very hard to get to that point yeah like you're always wondering okay am i doing it okay am i going to be judged and all that but hold on i just bought the book by gabrielle bernstein judgment detox i don't know if you've heard of judgment detox yeah like we're it. conditioned to judge like constantly oh, immediately right and so everybody judges no matter what and uh some i'm learning it's not easy but can i do a can i do an instagram story of course 100%. while you're talking 100 so we also know that during this period you became sort of aware of of your abilities so my wife is sort of in the same position as you are, right? So she's, we have two children, four, mm -hmm. and, four and almost two. Okay. And she still works. I work. She could never stay home. She just couldn't, right? She just, right. yeah, she just needs to work. And I keep telling her, um, you know, on the side, she should have her, her license and maybe try to get into real estate. I mean, she loves what she does. She's in a man's world and she's dominating. She's in the printer business. Okay. Uh, so at any rate, yeah. So just an ad there. Obviously, some self-awareness has come into play for you at some point. So yeah. what role has self-awareness played for you? Um, and when was that sort of aha moment? Was that in, you know, junior high or at the high school level when they, you know, when was it that you realized no, it was like really later. It was, I'm telling you, I, there was no aha moment for me. Okay. I'm, I was completely coasting. Um, I never really knew what I wanted. I never, even like ever, so sad to say, but it's just, there was nobody that I ever met that really like influenced me or, or intrigued me enough to want to make a difference or, except for Oprah, but let's leave Oprah on the other side. But I guess when I woke up that day in 2011 and I realized that I really wasn't where I thought I would be, that I decided to change everything. 
and um, and when I say I didn't, I didn't know where I wasn't where I wanted to be. I'm talking about life, love, business, um, where I'm living, everything, the whole thing, and I lost it. I really lost it, and it took me a little while, but it was really some major internal thinking and uh, and asking like some serious questions to myself because like I said we're brought up in this fairy tale where you have to get married have kids have the job have the house have the this but it doesn't fit for everybody it's not yeah. for everybody and uh, and then I woke up and I'm like hmm, is that what I really want right even though I have it but is that what I really want right. no I want something deeper so how does uh, two questions I'll go one at a time so first how did you start deploying your desire when you woke up in 2011 it's the first step right because we believe heavily here at KW in one thing right so one thing at a time focus on one thing such that by doing it everything else would be unnecessary or uh, un or easier like a domino effect so just do one thing then get the next the next next what was the one thing you focused on first um, the first thing was work. Yeah, more. Like, uh, obviously, I had to get your license, right? So. Okay. So, that summer, I went to Florida. I love Florida. And I'm sitting on the beach. There. You were just there, right? I'm always there. I'm always there. It's my second home. I love it. I love it. I love it. I bought the book, The Secret. Somebody told me to read The Secret. I read The Secret. Okay. On the beach by myself. Okay. And I'm like, hmm. I didn't finish the book, but I was like, huh, imagine I apply this. So I did, and I did um, not a vision board, but a list of things that I wanted. And it tells you when you want something, you have to be as specific as you possibly can. Oh, yeah. Not a new car, no. I want a brand new BMW X1 2018. That's what I want, right. example, okay? So you, you write it down, and every day you look at it. And I remember um, I got everything on that list by December. And one of the things, I know it sounds crazy, but one of the things, and you're going to think I'm crazy, but I tell all my clients the story. Uh, I had a condo for sale that was a basement condo, and it wasn't selling. And there was no way it would sell because the basement condo. And after reading The Secret, I visualized myself selling it, and two weeks later it was sold. There's something to be said about that, oh. sure. You can't make this up. But if there's any part of your desire that has fear attached to it, it won't work. Sure. Right? Sure. Yeah. I, become a life coach? I mean, we all have, what's that? Should I become a life coach? Yes. Yes, I do. Actually, <laughs> she's the equivalent of a mortgage. I love her. Uh, yeah, she definitely holds me accountable. That's for sure. Um, so is there a time when, so I'm really looking for a struggle, right? So the deal is there are definitely some some uh, men and women out there who are uh, may listen to this and feel like they're kind of right where you are and they're going to go into yeah. something new and not realize that they're going to hit some hiccups as well. It's not going to be just, you know, flowers and, and uh, sunshine. Yeah. yeah so the, a time after you got started and yeah. you're putting your all in and let's say something really, really unfortunate happened or set you back or, you know, embarrassed you business. Like, is there anything like that that you can share? Uh, okay, maybe so go ahead. The previous agency that I was at, um, we had something called the high rollers and you had to achieve a certain amount of sales by, I guess, December 1st. If you got to that amount, you get that prestigious award of the agency at the end of the year. I really wanted that award. Why? Okay. Ego. It has to be ego. What else can it be? I don't know. Okay. okay. It has to be ego at the time. Um, there's also, obviously, you're making commission, you're making money, you want to achieve at the next level. A lot of people are afraid to talk about money. Uh, don't be afraid to talk about money. It pays your bills, it buys you stuff. You know, obviously, don't go crazy, but at the end of the day, you need money to, to get what you want to get and uh, pay your bills and buy your house and buy your clothes and your food and pay for your kids' school, whatever it is. So, People are afraid to talk about money, but at the end of the day, you're working for money. Yeah, I, I, I personally think the times when I've been afraid to talk about money is because it was when I wasn't uh, at peace with where I was financially. Okay. Because I, I, so, I didn't want to talk about it because that would expose it. Right. Uh, you know, so. 
So we all go like this. So at that time, I wasn't getting to that goal. It was already September. And I was so far from the goal. I had two months to get to it. And I needed to get it. I needed it. I just, I wanted it. I wanted it badly. I hate to lose it. That's part of me also. I hate losing. So what I did was I sat, I sat down and I wrote down the goals. How can I get to that in two months? This is what I have to do. And I made the list and I made the plan. In order to get to that, I have to have this amount of sales. I need to make this amount of calls. I need to do this, this, and this in order to do it. Was there a consequence if you didn't? No, it's just my ego would be bruised. I wouldn't have as much, you know, I wouldn't make the money that I wanted to make. I wouldn't get my new car. I was driving a shit box at the time. I needed to change my car. You know, like everything was attached to those goals and that list. And I sat down in September and I made it and I got it. And I was so, it's such a great moment to get what you want, but you have to work for it. Some people say, oh, I just want it and I didn't get it. If you don't work for it, you're not going to get it. Sorry. There's no free lunch. It doesn't exist. None. None. No. And deals fall through all the time. I remember one month I had so many sales and they all fell through. Ah. Every single one. Ah. And I'm like, Ah. what do I do with this? What do I do? So, yeah. Mm. That's my yeah, story. I have, <clears throat> have plenty of those. I was a buyer agent in a, in a heavy seller's market for two and a half years. Mm. And um, yeah, many times the client would look at five to 10 houses, write an offer and lose and do that three, four, five times. Mm-hmm. So it can get it can get tough. All right. Well, how about in your uh, you said you're a mom, right? How and your kids are in their teens, boys, girls? I have a boy and a girl. Who's older? My son is uh, almost 17 and my daughter is uh, 15. Oh, okay. So you stopped, you were at man-to-man defense and you start, decided to stop there and not go man-down zone forever with a third? Um, you know what? They were so close together that it was like raising twins and I just, I needed to get back to work. I... I love to work and I just, I can't change diapers all day. I just, that's awesome. Well, what are some of the struggles you've had as uh, you know, so there you were, you were, this was your, your journey each day. You're okay. Your journey was one thing. And then 2011, you wake up and now you're going to, your intent is to head in another direction. Uh, so as a parent at that time, you know, you're going through some struggles. It's a learning curve. What yeah. are some of the, the, the hardships and the accomplishments maybe that, that you had uh, as a mom trying to, in a man's, not a man, well, how would I, I mean, is it a heavy man's industry in real estate in Montreal and what you're doing? Uh, I would say it's pretty balanced. Good, good, pretty. good. How about when you started? Um, pretty even? It wasn't an issue. Okay, it cool. It was not an issue. Cool, okay. All right. No, it wasn't an issue. The issue was uh, balancing time because your kids come home from school. You have to do homework with them. You have to prepare dinner. Um, You have to make sure they're fed. I I think it was easier when they were younger than now because now that they're teenagers, I feel like they need me more. It's weird um, than when they were, let's say, 10, 11, even 9. But it's weird. I don't know. I feel like I need to be here more for them. And I'm I'm not, and that's a big challenge. Wow. It's a very wow. big challenge, yeah. Um, okay, so I see you have a good number of followers, right? And okay. and in our day and age, the only way to gain other people's attention the most, I think, is by adding value to their world or making them seem important in some way or another, at, you know, reaching out and connecting. So obviously you've taken some interest in other people's worlds to have that many people following you. Right. You've t- spent time looking at their stuff or I, I don't know. So my question is, what skill uh, ha- have you been able to improve on by uh, being interested in somebody else's skill or talent or hobby? Um, I'm actually genuinely interested in people in general, um, not just real estate agents, but I like to hear people's stories. I know I like to hear where they come from. What are sure. you talking about? You know, I, I guess I'm a people person in that aspect. Um, but I think what people relate to me the most with is that I'm super authentic. I don't like to sugarcoat. I'm not going to fake 
um, you know, sales or or pretend that I'm something or somebody that I'm not. Um, I also tell I'm a storyteller as well. So a lot of my original posts were, you know, hardships, uh, success stories. Um, I don't know if you follow my story like behind the scenes, but I often talk about the butterfly and rainbow effect of Instagram where everybody's so beautiful and they only talk about the great stories, but nobody really talks about the failures or, you know, the sales that you lost because of some stupid, you know, mistake or, or just an inspection that didn't go through. So sometimes I try to like fit that in. Um, and I think people appreciate that. They like to see that. Exactly. I get a lot of like personal comments, like DMs, uh, direct messages of people telling me, oh my God, I'm happy that you shared that. I had the same story and I was scared. And so it works, you know, people that's, relate. That's really where I'm hoping to, or intending to wind up at some point as somebody, you know, reaching out and, and just saying, hey, something that a guest said on your show five years ago uh, right. helped me, right? So that's awesome. Right. Yeah. Is there anything that you have a question for me about? You don't really know me from Adam. I just happened to reach out to you on Instagram. Uh, uh, key, uh, you know, key advice to anybody out there looking to, to make connections with people, get on your phones, get on social media platforms, say hi to people. And, uh, and, and, and I call it sort of a, a virtual uh, cocktail party, really. Mm -hmm. just, you know, meet folks. So do you have questions for me? Well, first of all, which city are you in? I'm in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, that's right. This I knew. Yeah. And, I'm, uh, I'm not from here. I'm not from here. I'm, I'm from all over the place in the United States, really. We're going to have been around. What has been your hardest or your, your aha moment? Ooh, you're going to expose me a little bit here. So in my first episode, I talked a little bit about when I get out of the Marine Corps, and got home, I was acting a little bit like a fool. And I spent some time locked up being a dummy, right? No and, uh, and so, you know, there was a day when I was there and I was looking at the floor where the wall met the commode and it was the dirtiest spot on the planet to me. And I never wanted to be there again. Uh, when I called my family, my mom said that my brother was getting married and I was not his best man. Uh, because he couldn't rely on me to be there. Yeah. And so uh, needless to say, I cleaned up what I had to clean up. I was the, you know, I was his best man. And my girlfriend at the time was the maid of honor. She's now my bride. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it all turned out okay. My big aha was, was that, you know, I was, I was going through jails and institutions and on my way to death and just being a dummy, really. Um, so now that's that's the big reason why I'm driven to, you know, to uh, mentor a kid across the street at one of the local high schools to right. to do anything I can to connect people out there that feel like, you know, there's there's so much that I've been through. That there's there's no reason. Right. So what did Gary say? Uh, as soon as a a uh, a paraplegic with alcoholic parents who was born in the hood sells an item and makes a million dollars a year. No one else has another excuse for the, no one else can use that excuse. Right. Yeah. So uh, he's right. Yeah. He's right. It's just, yeah. Um, so that was my big deal. And, and then met my bride. I call her my ex fiance. That's how I introduce <laughs> her. The best when she was pregnant and I introduced her as my ex fiance. I got some yeah. great looks. Uh, so, so now my, I'm really interested in connecting with people. Like I, I want to roll down the window. I'm like my mom. I want to roll down the window in traffic and ask people where they're going. Right. You know, like, Hey, who are you? What are you up to? Like, I think I'm going to do a podcast, <clears throat> like a drive by podcast or something. Right. And then I roll the window down and hit go and just start talking to somebody like, where are you headed? I don't know. Like, Anything <laughs> works, but it's, yeah. I like what you're doing. I think it's really important. Um, this way you're connecting with people, you're bringing like stories to life. A lot of people are not doing that, they just talk about blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I always say, I wanted to start uh, something um, on YouTube a while ago. I did some videos, like informational videos about real estate, but I find it so boring. It's so boring, you know? Get to know your, your realtor, get to know the person behind the real estate, and that's what makes the connection, you know? So what, it's working, you're doing yeah. the job. 
My overall goal, thank you, was to reach out to folks like you and create some content like this that then we could share with you and mm -hmm. you can take snips of it, you can market it, you can put it out to your you know, potential oh. clients, whatever you wanna do with it, obviously, right? Uh, and then we'll at least pull some of the uh, verbiage, uh, mm -hmm. the type, and then I'll find a way, I'll get to it, I'll get you those, those, um, uh, the type, so you can copy it and post it to Instagram. It's easy content, right? So I'll take yeah. verbiage from the, from the experience we have and, and send the, the stuff to you. Uh, we've been a little. I've been a little behind on that. So, and then I'm going to send you a book because I love books. It sounds like you do too. Yeah. yeah. What's the last book you gave somebody as a gift? Ooh, uh, I don't know. What's the last book you received as a gift? I bought myself a book. I bought the last one was the Judgment Detox one on diet. Eh? Actually, okay. somebody did give me a book, but I didn't read it. <laughs> well, now I caution. I don't have time. I don't. Have I was going to say, now I caution giving you a book because you're not going to read it. No, no, no. If you don't, I'll read it. If it's from you, I'll read it. All right. I appreciate it. Hey, how do I get rid of these little things here? Snooze. All right. Jeez, um, I, I'm I, – first of all, I, I think it's great what you're doing up there. I really want to come and visit. Actually, I'm coming to Montreal. I play semi-pro lacrosse with the Toronto Tigers. No way. So we have some events coming up there this year and we'll be in Prague and yeah, I'll have to let you know when we're up there and you can, you can bring some folks to, to say hi. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah we'll take care of it. like the real estate. Uh, yeah. Canada. Yeah. They can throw sodas at us while we're out there playing or something. There's so much I wanted to ask you and, and, and really the big basis of this, of this podcast is, uh, I, I, I was really interested and thank you for sharing um, as much as I could about your hardships and your struggles. You know, um, so I'm still reach... what? There's, there's still a lot, but it's hard to like share it, you know, like sometimes it's very hard to get to the core and like put it out there maybe one day. Okay. So I won't dig too hard, but I really appreciate all the, the time that you've given us so far. Uh, that's that's about it. I, I, um, I didn't write uh, more than five or six questions down for you. And uh, I normally write like one and then just go. I was like, so uh, other than that, I think I'm drawing a blank now. I'm having stage fright. It's hot in here. <laughs> That's funny. What's uh, your in real estate? I'm sorry. What's your specialty in uh, real estate? Right. So uh, we're a team. We have uh, 20 plus people. I'm the lead listing agent. Okay. So we have buyer agents, myself and a couple of well, backup listing agent and then support staff, uh, a big mama in charge who makes it all run. Yeah. And, uh, and then... Just a, just a big, big family, family of folks. We help them residential out. Residential we help them out about 250 to 300 families a year. And uh, just a big, goofy family. We love each other, and, and we're all about uh, holding each other accountable. And uh, we, we, we do a lot for our clients, so customer appreciation events. I mean, we drop – anyway, it's not about that. We do a lot for our, our folks afterwards, and uh, – we're reaching for 500 to 1,000 transactions a year, eventually expansion teams and things wow. like this. I mean, we're, we're not doing the same uh, price point, right? So we're a whole lot different here. We're, I mean, our average is about 200,000, okay. right? So, uh, but yeah, that's what we do. And then obviously we're just looking to grow our brand around the world as much as we can by networking with other agents and Keller Williams agents, mm -hmm. all that. So, yeah. Okay. You know, I interviewed with Keller Williams a few years ago. Did you? We're entering in Montreal. Okay. But I, uh, I won't tell you why I didn't go to them, but. I I bet I can guess. I get it. No, okay. you'll never guess. Oh, okay. I'll never guess. I'll never no, guess. I was going for the second appointment and I couldn't find parking. And it took me 45 minutes of driving around. And I said, if I can't find parking, imagine a client yeah. coming in because their office was like, but they're killing it. Killer Williams is definitely killing it in Montreal. Nice. Yeah. I have yeah. a lot of friends. Well, when you want to go swim in the Kool-Aid at KW, <laughs> let me know. Well, that's great. I, um, 
I'm excited to, uh, I'm going to send you a book either way, and I'm going to keep following your Instagram, and I, I really enjoy the photos. It's some awesome. Check her out, guys. Uh, Monique, and then hey. I, I don't have my phone with me. It's over here. So what's your handle on uh, Instagram? It's Monique A. Montreal. Okay. Which is like, my A is my uh, initial, but if you read it in French, Monique A. Montreal, it's like Monique in Montreal, but it's not in English. Awesome. Well, people, pay attention to Monique. She is killing it up in Montreal. If you want to know about uh, starting in an industry after years and years of doing other things and not knowing exactly how you're going to make it all happen, I'm sure she'd be she'd be uh, open to sharing her story with you and and uh, you know some of her failures or you know coaching you through. Right? I imagine if somebody wanted to reach out and get some advice from you, I'm sure you'd be open to it. Watch, she's going to get like five yeah, I, people. I coach all the time. What's your handle again? I'm going to post it in my story. Yeah, yeah. So I am, let's see. You don't um, even know. Yeah, so I have, it's Vidal Realtor. I have like, <laughs> so, Are you Spanish? Um, I'm, my grandparents are, are, are of Spain descent. Yes. That's right. So exactly. So I think I have roots like in Spain and all that, but mm, I don't know. Yeah. We're going to find out very soon. I ordered that thing. I think I need to also. So please, um, if there's anything that I can do for you over here, if you need a, a transmission guy or a diamond guy in the United States or something, I'll find, <laughs> I'll find you the right guy, but I'd love to connect when we're in Montreal. And um, then, so I have a Facebook page for this as well, How to Fail Forward. So if you'd like, you can friend it and then you'll be able to see the other episodes on there and connect with the other folks that were in the episodes. So. You have been tagged. Awesome. How to tell I think I do follow you. Hmm? On Facebook. Um, yes, I think if the page, how to yeah. fail forward or me. No, the page. Okay. Cool. Uh, you would follow you for sure on Instagram. And then I have a personal page and then the, the How To Fail Forward podcast page. I think that's a brilliant name, actually. Thank you. So what's funny is that it actually I came out with the idea with my videographer. We were sort of uh, brainstorming on it and we came out with that. And then I think a week or so later is when Will Smith did his Fail Forward viral video. Right. It's like, I thought of that first. I even uh, I even tried to reach out to him having been from Philadelphia area myself, okay. I, I, and I was in, I was an extra in enemy of the state with him and Gene Hackman in college in DC. And, uh, so I tried to make that connection with him and ask him if he would be on my podcast. He's never answered me. So if anybody wants to tag Will Smith and get him to watch this video, I'd love for him to, to come and be part of how to fail forward. I'm glad you like the name. Yeah, it's cool. It's very cool. Awesome. So I always end the uh, podcast with this. You've heard Gary say that they're your grandchildren will be watching this video. They're watching this video right now in, in a pod in their apartment, you know, 50 years from now. Right. So, so what would you say to your grandchildren right now, face to face, looking at you um, uh, watching this video about, what role failing forward in life is going to play period. Well, you're putting me on the spot, but, um, thinking really quickly, uh, and again, this, this sounds so cliche because everybody keeps saying it lately, but if you don't fail and if you don't try over and over, you're never going to get to the level that you want to get to. It's very important to try. You don't try, you don't get, you don't ask, you don't get. So just try and, Failing is not an embarrassment, and it should never be. On the contrary, once you fail, you learned what you did wrong, and you move forward and you try again. It's so important. It really, really, really is. And then eventually you're going to see, like, everything falls into place. It just naturally does. Right. So. Though there's that, there's that void between an act and your emotions that then control your actions. So in that white space, how... How, what's your trick to stop what is normally a knee-jerk reaction from happening and then sort of putting your 
emotions through that filter first. Sounds there's like you have a good grasp of it. There's nothing wrong with emotions. Sure. Um, there's nothing wrong. You, you know, you want to cry because you failed to cry. Cry for a week, cry for a month. But don't give up. Just keep trying. Like, start all over and fix whatever needs to be fixed. There's nothing wrong with, with like, you know, getting to the core. And, and I find a lot of people today have, like, these huge egos and they're afraid to show the vulnerable side. And even in dating, I see people, like, dating and they're so pathetic. You know, I feel like, like, stop, you know? Like, just be natural and just focus on the finish line. You know, watch what, you know where you want to go. You know where you want to get. Keep trying until you get there. Right, but everybody wants what they want now. Too bad. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't. Right, but they worked, they worked every day for nine months on, on something and, and they deserve it. What do you mean? No, it doesn't work that way. If it didn't work until now... Did you ever see that uh, that meme of that guy who's digging and digging and digging? And, he and he's all right before the, right the golden orb. Yeah, the golden yeah. orb. Sure. Don't stop. It's almost okay. there. It always is. I've had times, even now, even today, where I feel like, oh, oh, you know, I'm not where I wanted to be. Even now, like today, this minute, my goals have not been have not been achieved. My six month goal, my three month goal, they have not been achieved, and. It's my own fault because although I have my goals written down, I haven't been doing what I need to do. I got sidetracked left and right. Focus is very important. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting down. I, I have a few hours later today. I'm going to refocus, re-edit re everything and make sure that I'm actually going to get there. I need to get there. Like, so now my three months has been moved to my six months, you know, but still like my 12 month has to get there. Okay. And so is there a consequence for not hitting some of your goals or is it purely not everybody's as internally uh, accountable as you are? Have you, have, have you always been that way or was there a time when you needed a consequence behind not hitting a goal? The consequence, um, I guess the consequence is, I don't know what I'm doing this summer. <laughs> uh, the consequence is, is, uh, I'm not going to say it's ego. It's not because this time it's like serious. Um, the consequence is just not achieving my goals. And sure. and when I say goals, I'm talking about sales, a commission um, and all that. And to me, it's very important. Like there's a certain amount that I need to make. And if I don't get there, then, then something's wrong. So I'm readjusting. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have some of my own abilities and some, and then I don't. Right. And so left to my own devices, sometimes I'm not always the most responsible, right? Just with things. Okay. We all are this way. So my yeah. coach, uh, a couple of months ago, I had a goal I had to hit in the next few months. Uh, and if I didn't hit it, I had to send a thousand dollar check to a, a foundation that I wouldn't want to give half a penny to. Oh my gosh. That's brilliant. And, uh, that's and uh, yeah, well, the example she gave me from another one of her clients was a $25,000 check to his ex-wife that had cheated on him and just left him. And so he was not going to not hit that goal. I was not putting up that much. So I said, I'll, I'll do a thousand. And uh, believe me, that when, then when I told my wife that that consequence and where it would go, I mean, it, so for me, for anyone listening that doesn't have the ability to be as, as, um, uh, have as good a habit as you do as being self self accountable. Uh, I think digging deep on ca consequences like that helped me. I don't know. Yeah, that might help. That might help me. <laughs> <laughs> that might help. Do you, how how often are you vacationing? Um, vacationing. Define vacation. I was in Florida for about uh, ten days in February with my kids and my husband, but I had my laptop with me, so I was working. You know, it was, it was a vacation, but, you know, you have Wi-Fi everywhere, you have clients. Sure. Um, I try to go away at least twice a year. Okay. It's not a lot. I wish I could go, like, four times a year. I, I'm trying to plan even a weekend away, and I, I can't do that. All right. Just because I don't have time, and uh, uh, I just don't have time. But I'm planning something. I need to go away. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm going to pass something to you. That's been great for, for me. 
And, and that's been, so MIT did a study that said the point at which uh, you are yielding the most and putting out the least amount of effort, uh, that is seven weeks on task, right? Correct. So at seven weeks, you plateau or decline no matter who you are. I right? will agree with So what they said is uh, the intent is instead of working, uh, instead of vacationing around work, work around your vacation. So they, So now... Uh, every seven weeks, whether it's a three-day or a week-long vacation, right. plan a vacation, block time. Like, h How hard would you work for seven weeks if you knew at the end of seven weeks that you would take a week-long break yeah, and totally agree. literally break and just shut down, right. leverage your ability? Like, There's somebody that, that watches you on Instagram. You've heard Gary say it. There's somebody watching you that would love to help you with your business while you're on vacation. And then they would ch charge you like zero because they love you so much. That's true. That's right. Anyway, uh, I'd love for you to start working around vacation uh, every seven weeks. We'll see how that. I want to. I really want to. I think I will. I'm going to plan something. Yeah, I was to, looking at the app this morning. Yeah. Block it and then make reservations for those times and make it real. So you have no choice. Anyway, there. I'm Good. not there. I'm not there yet. I take like little bitty two day, three day vacations right now. Nothing. I would do. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's nothing. Wow. It's like three days. is still something. Right. I, if I could go for two hours to a spot. Oh, I lost you. Oh no. Where'd you go? There you are. What'd you say? If you could go what? If I could just take two hours off or half a morning off, oh, no. I'd be happy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, thank you for taking like this. This is great. Like this is great. <laughs> well, thank you again. I appreciate the time, and and I really, um, I really hope we have a chance to meet later and then connect some some of our people with some of the content that's been shared. Um, is there is there anything else you'd say uh, to somebody out there that's really having a hard time right now? whether it's in middle school or high school uh, or adulthood, um, anyone that's really having a you tough know, time. Yeah, you know, I, I always feel bad for high school students. Um, I see my kids in high school and I see how mean and nasty other kids can be. Um, and I know it's very hard to brush it off, but it will get better. It will get better and it's just a little period in your life. It's, take it as a learning experience um, I tell that to my kids all the time. I see the nastiness constantly. And to be fair, it doesn't go away. There yeah, are bullies right. yeah. everywhere, yeah. even in, like, around me all the time. Um, but take it as a learning experience and, and take it with a grain of salt. And know that you're better than that and don't fall in that trap. That's it. Yeah. yeah it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Um, coaching some kids and working with some kids, it's tough to watch them go through all that. I, I mentor a kid who I can't share much about him other than he deals with that daily in a school that's met, that's only, he's only surrounded by other kids that are, that have had trouble. It's an alternative school. And so it's a whole, whole other layer of me to sort of dig through and get him to understand that, you know, what's happening in these hallways today will mean less than zero on, you know, June 13th, 2024. It would just right. mean nothing. So, yeah. Well, I appreciate it. I, I think that you are doing something cool out there. I aspire to sell real estate at a level you are, uh, you know, price point for sure. What's you know that? It. You are, you just don't know it. Yeah. But thank thanks <laughs> a lot. Right. Awesome. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. Guys, thanks so much for listening. And uh, please send some remarks on Anchor. You can go to Anchor uh, Podcasts and you can yourself, right? I think you've probably heard Gary talk about Anchor. No. Um, Anchor Podcasts, you can go on, you can put in background music. Oh, um, yes. Okay. Add, add your own uh, uh, podcast. You hit a button and start going. Yeah. And just like the other social platforms, you can find other people talking about certain things like their podcast, listen to theirs, but also... You can actually call in to the podcast and leave sort of a message for the podcaster about the content and leave like a question or something for them to expound on. Uh, so 
I'd love to hear from some of your people out there. What do you mean, you people? I don't know if you know that movie. Uh, she's like, who is this guy? Uh, if there's anything that your folks could share or add, maybe if it's constructive criticism for me, like how many times I said, uh. I, I probably said it as many times as you. No. Yeah. That'd be great. Thanks so much. We'll see you later. This is, I want to introduce Jeffrey. Come here. Jeffrey's my videographer. I, Hi, I, Jeffrey. I, I don't know what I could do without him. Hello. Thanks so much. I know you guys had some communication, so. I need a Jeffrey in, in Montreal. Do you know anybody who could be my Jeffrey? <laughs> <laughs> a videographer. She said she needs one of you in Montreal. Oh, yeah. I, I guarantee if you, if you, how do we do this for you? There's got to be a way. Yes, there's got to be a way for you to leverage the attention you have and ask somebody yeah, there's got to be a way. There's got to be right. a way. Somebody Shut out there up. that follows your stuff. You could literally just post who will video me. I don't know. Something simple. I'm I'm dumb. It, it, but, you know. I have no idea. <laughs> All right. I, I once said I'm looking for my, uh, my uh, what's, uh, what's uh, Gary V's guy again? Uh, uh, I just drew a blank. It always escapes uh, me. Uh, something with a D. D-Rock. D-Rock. D-Rock? Yeah, yeah, I always say I need my D-Rock. You need your D-Rock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I want to get to an event and see Gary. Did you go to 2021? Agent 2021? No, it was, it was not here. It was like too far. All right. No. Was it good? Well, Do you know? I didn't get to go, but my buddy went and brought me back his book. Yeah. I read so the I, book. I, I made my kids read it first. Nice. No, I didn't. They can't read yet. I was trying to get my son into it, but he's not into it. Not yet. You see, he's how old? Four, 17. He's 17, um, but I'm, like, I'm pushing him, like, slowly, slowly, you know how it is. Young not boy. yet, but I will. Well, you were one. You can't this tell is, a 17-year-old. Yeah, this is true. Awesome. Well, you take care. Have an awesome day. It's been a pleasure. I really appreciate your time. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll have a great day. Bye, Monique. Ciao. Ciao. Bye.